This is the Todd Capital Millionaire Podcast, episode number 94. So it's like, if you want to get in real estate, I heard people say, yeah, I'm going to get into it next year. I said, it's going to be over. You need to find a way to get in there now. You know what I'm saying? Now. If you don't have the capital, find somebody who has it and get them to believe in your vision because um, um, it's not going to be here. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to change. Hey everybody, it's your girl Erica Williams from the Classy Climb blog. I'm a six-figure YouTube earner and the author of the book Smartphone Millionaire, how to lend to people, real estate, and businesses from the palm of your hand. And if you're interested in the three things that changed my life over the past four years to become a six-figure YouTube earner and investor in multiple properties in multiple states, I would love for you to join me over at the Classy Climb YouTube channel. Check out Blacker Pockets. Blacker Pockets is an online urban real estate investing community that teaches people the value of investing in the inner city. At Blacker Pockets, you have the ability to network with well known, seasoned inner city real estate investors such as Nita, Hood Estates, Charm City Buyers, and Todd Investments, where they'll be giving you tips, tricks, and strategies to successfully invest in the inner city. Check out Blacker Pockets on Instagram at Blacker Pockets. Want more money to pay off debt and increase your income? I'm Terry Egioma from Invest with Terry, and I teach an online course on how to invest in the stock market for daily or weekly returns. My seven-step strategy saves you time and erases the guesswork from trading. With these seven steps, I've earned over 16000 in a day without having a large account. Start big or small, these proven steps will increase your profits and decrease your losses. To learn more, visit itradeandtravel.com. This is the Todd Capital Millionaire Podcast. This is episode number 94. My name is Charles Oglesby, also known as Todd Millionaire. I'm the founder and the director of the Todd Capital Investment Club that now has over 300 members. We're probably going to stay around 300 members. The goal really is to improve and provide a quality experience and investment club experience for all the people involved and to focus less on scale and focus more on providing quality for the the large amount of members that we have already the same is kind of true for our rental property uh, situation we have around seven properties we have three that are performing one that should be coming online soon then we have a duplex and a single family that need to be um, put together rehabbed and finished so we can put tenants in those as well Thank you all for tuning in. The purpose of this podcast is to share the stories of successful African-American investors and business owners so that people can hear the stories of successful examples, so that people can learn that business and investing are the true keys to financial success and generational wealth. Make sure you leave us a rating or review, preferably a five-star review. We have 94 ratings, all five stars on iTunes. Keep them coming. It's very good to see. Love reading the comments. Love seeing the comments on SoundCloud, too. Um, Love the DMs, love all the feedback we're getting, the great YouTube comments. Keep it going, share, like, subscribe. Um, I just appreciate it all. Today we have a special guest. His name is Rico White, Rico for short. He's a real estate investor out of Ohio. Um, He goes by the name Golden Key Investments on Instagram. He's familiar with Nita. So if you follow Nita, you've probably seen him. He has a really unique approach to real estate investing that we haven't talked about in this show yet. And so we're going to talk some, some more about that, the advantages of that, and just the advantage of his skill set. So um, welcome to the show, man. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Very cool. Very cool. So can you tell us 
the overview of who you are and then we'll dig into the details. I really got uh, strongly into the state uh, into two, in 2008 um, when the market crashed here in Ohio. Before that, uh, I was having people do the work for me and, and refinancing. And that was the thing to do back then. Um, renovate them, uh, refinance, pull the money out, put a tenant in them to pay the mortgage. In 2008, the market crashed and it stunned that we had about six properties that may have been worth 300, but after the market crash, it was maybe valued at 100,000. Um, so that uh, pushed us to file bankruptcy, uh, which wasn't a bad thing. It was one of the greatest moves that we ever made. Um, I don't know one millionaire that has not maybe went down that road. You know, sometimes it may be the best, depending on the market. But what it did was it created because I wanted to give up. Um, so it made me get creative in eight. and what helped me to get creative, you were able to purchase properties at a fraction of the cost. So I think my first two properties after the um, I bought two properties for 9,000, one for five, one for four. And at the time I didn't know how one of them wasn't living. Um, so I start, I, I renovated one of the properties I listed on uh, Craigslist and then I it's from people from out of state interested in um, our real estate. Um, actually, we got someone from Florida. Um, he reached out to me and was interested in buying the property. I think at thirty thousand. And for me, that you know, I you know because I couldn't find get lending um, under fifty thousand. And at that time, your credit had to just be immaculate. Um, what this did was it created a market for investors. Um, to purchase properties cash. So what ended up, what ended up happening is uh, the guy from Florida he ended up purchasing our, my property at $24,000, ended up buying the second one, and I ended up working for them as a contractor and maybe did maybe 100 to 110 properties from evaluating, renovating, managing. And and that really started my career in the direction of um, of real estate, of, per, of selling houses to investors, um, because what that market did, the market crash, what it did is it allowed people uh, the ability to purchase a finished property at a low end number and receive a high return. So that created interest from all over the world. Um, you know, to date, we have uh, investors from Israel, Turkey, you know, uh, all parts of the United States, Canada. Wow. Um, because of um, our market, you know, right. so how I got started in it. Um, and then I went to, in, in the process of that, I went to school for carpentry because um, I started doing my own work, which uh, helped me to uh, stay in business. <laughs> you know, right. uh, one of the biggest things is when money fell short, I always had the physical ability to complete the job as long as I had money for material. So that's kind of how. I got started. I kind of want to talk about a few of the things that you said. Okay. The first, the first thing is, and you said something that I didn't know. I didn't know that in 2008, people were buying homes and refinancing them. No, before 2008. Right, about right. Two, up to 2008, yes, that was our market. We were right. purchasing properties at twenty to 30000 fixing them up, and then you were refinancing based on the value. You were able to pull twenty to thirty thousand dollars out, stick a tenant in there, and they paid, you know, the rent. That was the 
the game back then to accumulate capital. You know? Right. So that's the market we were in back then. But the thing is, is that's the exact same thing, thing people are doing right now. It's the bird craze. People are buying, they're rehabbing, they're renting, they're refinancing, and they're repeating. Yes. And I think it's important as investors to know the history of investing because you don't make the same mistakes. And so for me, I know that once something becomes a mania, I, I was talking, I was on a, I was on a, a YouTube video and I was talking about the burp craze. The guy said he had pulled a hundred thousand dollars in equity out of his house, bought a property, rehabbed it, rented it, refinanced it and got it back. And I said like, yeah, that's cool that you did it once, but is it sustainable? Is that something you can do long term? And it's unfortunate, but once everybody starts doing something, it, the fun's usually over. And another point that you made is like, yeah, people can buy properties in the Midwest from out of state. Exactly yes. what we do because we realize you can buy something for low, low thirty, forty thousand dollars and rent it out for eight hundred bucks, and you're going to cash flow. In California, there is no such thing as cash flow. In New York, there's no such thing as cash flow. In the Midwest, it's the only place where cash flow exists. And so yes. for people, I, I told people like, you're going to see. Like, I feel like as an investor, you have to be ahead of the game. You can't be in the game. You got to be ahead of the game. Yes. And you got to be out there making things happen, waiting for people, people to catch up and find you. And then when they do, that's when you make your money and then you move on to the next opportunity. If you haven't already moved on before. The next thing you said that I wanted to talk about, and it reminds me of this quote that I read in the book, Thinking Grow Rich, a Black Choice. I've read it twice. It's pinned to my Facebook page. And the quote is that, if you aren't a millionaire or bankrupt by the time you're 30, you aren't trying hard enough. And so I want to, I want to talk about the, how filing bankruptcy helped you out in life. And can you kind of expand on that idea and that statement? Yes. Um, well, at the time it was the most economical choice. You know, um, we, we had properties worth 300, we were paying mortgages on 300,000, but the value decreased by 60 to 70%, you know what I'm saying? So that made our properties work for 100,000. So it, it was based on business and after speaking, speaking with our financial advisor, it was the best move because, you know, um, typically, you know, in 18 months, your credit can be back together if you, if right. you structure and do everything right, get back on it. Uh, and so I, I believe I've spoke to a lot of business people. I, I pretty much don't know one person that has survived and that are still thriving that has not went down that road. Mostly probably mm -hmm. 75% of the people that I know have um, at some point filed bankruptcy. Um, so it's not a bad thing. It's how you react to it. You know, um, how you react to it, just to expediently get back on track, expediently um, start it, you know, start small with some small credit lines to build it back up. Um, so I think that, you know, that is very important. And, you know, within two years, you know, uh, my pastor used to say one thing. He said, uh, no matter what, if you don't do nothing today, uh, time's still going to pass. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, uh, two years may sometimes seem like a lot to a person, but it's going to pass anyway. So if that's the time that it takes for something to develop, uh, that's just the process, you know. So right. uh, that's what I learned with everything, you know. Awesome. Awesome. So my next question is, and then we're going to, we're going to work our way up to the, to the previous, to everything you're doing right now, but what does your Instagram name stand for? Uh, Golden Key Investments, uh, it, it stood for that 
I wanted to be, my goal was to be the key to everything. So uh, from my past, um, you know, I speak about it. Uh, I speak about it, you know, a little bit in my book. I speak about it when I go out in public. I've been to prison, um, you know, in my younger days for selling drugs and things of that nature. And, you know, I decided to change my life. So it's like I was always the underdog. So I was always the person that people will have to evaluate before they did business with, you know, because of that. Um, so uh, Golden Key was came about to say, I wanted to be the key to everything so that I could become valuable, so that my past can be overlooked because of my value. So I said, I wanted to be great in every area. That way, when a person thinks about real estate, whether they like me or not, they have to deal with me, you know, so that, um, that's how Golden Key came about. Right. Right. I like that statement. That's kind of like my whole principle in life is like, I don't want, I don't want to beg somebody to like me. I want to become so good at what I do. So great at what I do that it doesn't matter if they like me. Yeah. It doesn't matter because typically if you're good at what you do, they're going to flock to you because they respect you, even if they don't like you, or you're going to be getting so much money outside of them anyway that it doesn't matter if they like you. It doesn't matter if they respect you. It doesn't matter if they, they want to do business with you. You already have business coming from all these different places. Yes. Why did you choose real estate? Um, when I was about 13, 14, um, I had an uncle. And he had a roofing and uh, vinyl siding company. So uh, I, used to, I used to do vinyl siding. I got very good. Um, I was like, 15 years old, running my own crew within his company. And I just got very good at it. And I was always a, a, a business-minded person. I remember my mom, she has a picture. I was like six years old. And um, I wanted a briefcase instead of a book bag. <laughs> she that picture. Um, but, you know, so I always had an interest in creating. And my mind is always, uh, you know, how to uh, take something that look uh, – uh, damaging and then just creating this beautiful masterpiece. So it has always been a part of me. Um, and, and, and real estate and, and developing houses, it just came natural. It was like mm -hmm. my only option at the time. I like it. I like it. I like it because I, I assume that you got really good at doing the vinyl siding by doing the vinyl siding. Yes. You got good at it by just doing it over and over and over and over and over again so much so that you'd already experienced what can go wrong. And so now you know how to prepare for the things that can go wrong ahead of time. And it yes. just makes you that much better of, of a professional. And that's true with any skill. Um, so how did you get started investing? Like deal one, what did deal one look like for you? Um, deal one as a backup where, uh, when I bought, uh, you saying before the market crash or before the like, we weren't selling. Um, mm -hmm. So the first property that I got to investing was in 2008 is when I met the guy on Craigslist. And it's crazy because I met him um, on Craigslist and then he was dealing with a realtor and I was doing some work for Remax. Uh, it's a realty company out here. And so he asked his realtor to give him three contractors. And I was one of the contractors that he gave him. So when he came up here, he put the, uh, you know, put it together that somebody referred me to him as a contractor and I was selling my house. Um, so that's how I got started. You know, I sold my first house to that company 
And then I started working for them as well. So that was in 2000, that was the first property that I sold. I bought it for five, I put maybe eight in it and I sold it for 24,000. Nice. So that, nice. Was first, that was my first uh, investment cash property that I sold. Where did you buy the house? Did you buy it from auction? Did you buy it from another uh, we seller? Bought, we bought that one from the MLS. Um, but since then, uh, it's, it's become very competitive. So I've found different ways of buying online auctions, um, auctions we have uh, quarterly, then auctions we have every week. Um, typically, um, every state has an auction, um, you know, a tax auction um, that they have. And then um, they have a, a regular sheriff auction. Ours is called a sheriff auction, which is hosted every week. Um, typically, can range from, you know, 20 to 200 properties a week. Um, so that became my strategy because dealing with the MLS, it was uh, it was a hard part about battle, you know, and I was going in this um, thing, I call it a revolving circle. It's like I would buy a property off the MLS, I would renovate it, uh, wait for the process of being sold, and that process took so long. But, and then after you sold it, you know, you had to pay bills, and then you had to find another property on the MLS. Typically, it takes about 45 to 60 days to obtain a property from MLS. When them 60 days was over, I spent, you know, probably 60, 70% of my profit. So it was like, I was right back where I was at. So I wanted to uh, try to accumulate properties faster. So I started dealing with, um, one thing I did start doing, I was working with nonprofit organizations. And I found out that properties, with nonprofit organizations in those areas, they can get the properties for free. So with understand, right. understanding that, I began, they're called CDCs um, in, in, in Ohio. So mm-hmm. understanding that, I utilized the CDC, which is the nonprofit organization, to, to uh, get properties. So after proving myself as a contractor to them, um, they started allowing me to buy properties for five to 10,000 apiece. Uh, and I can you know, buy three to five at a time. So that wow. helped me over the years um, to, uh, you know, to uh, gain properties, uh, you know, at a faster pace. So my thing was always having inventory. So when my crew was finished with one job, I can send them straight to the next. Very true. But there are ups and downs with that as well, too. Uh, but sometimes yeah. I'm best. <laughs> you know, you, you, get, so just, you right, get so excited right. about stuff, you know, and you just keep buying, buying, buying. Especially so when you uh, get the, we can get a good deal. Like it's it's really yeah. difficult to pass over a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to my mentor, and he said he made a point. He was like, he he never buys a house unless he has the means to finish the house. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that statement, <laughs> because sometimes <laughs> you just gotta you just gotta buy it. Like if you come across a good deal. We came across a really nice brick house. It it had some issues where somebody lit a fire inside of it, but outside the exterior looks amazing brand new windows brand new roof like it's a great looking house all we have to do is put like maybe 10 15 inside of it and i got it for like a steal and i don't have everything lined up to finish it but i know it will come i would rather own the property and know everything else is going to come than not pull the trigger because i because whatever like not pull the trigger because i don't have everything a to z like sometimes you just got to get a to b and and just stand (laughs) on b for a little while and then yeah. let CDE kind of develop itself. Let's, yeah. let's, let's talk about some of the things you're doing today. Um, what does your business look like today? 
Um, right now it's like an umbrella. So right now I'm trying to uh, turn uh, Golden Gear Investments into um, this. Uh, another word. This more globally. So I bring on a team. We're creating a uh, company. It's going to be Golden Key Inc. And I have um, three real estate agents, an accountant, um, uh, a branding mark, a marketing person, uh, credit repair, and as a team. That's dope. We want to be a one-stop shop. Um, like so it. our goal is to uh, is to create a hub. We we right now we're looking for a building where we can actually give people a platform that don't have one, um, educate people um, that can't get the education, um, and just give people a place to go to sell their products. So that's something we have in the works. Um, mm -hmm. But from a personal level, I I um, I'm, I'm a licensed home inspector investor um and i uh and i write books as well i have a book entitled uh real estate mind um i'm doing actually a three to five book series on that they're like 100 page books so quick reads but just uh, just simple steps of how to uh, build a real estate career um, and we'll, we'll have the links for those books in the in the show notes yeah, so um, that's, you know, that's where I'm at now, just trying to expand. And uh, one thing Nita uh, told me that I didn't know, I'm great with real estate, but uh, online marketing and all of those digital things that I'm not uh, as good at, it, she expressed to me how to uh, sell information online. So that was really intriguing to me. Uh, as of right now, I am developing some classes online. Um, so I can, you know, people uh, can reach the information without physically touching me. Because I, right. I do have a uh, a coaching program, but it's more in touch. So it's kind of hard for me to accommodate a lot of people because it takes a lot of my personal time. So just developing and learning, learning how to expand, um, you know. Uh, and then I, I just believe in uh, the law of attraction when you ask for things, things are. So that me to say, why don't you sell your information online? And it can reach a whole lot more people. We can have a okay. So uh, those are the things that we're working on in the present. Right. I 100% agree with online <clears throat> because there's so many people in the world. And if you limit your income to your city, you're going to limit your income in general. Whereas if you, I found that you're going to make the most money from strangers when you really start breaking it down, like, your friends, your family, they're not going to drive your business. And that's not a bad thing. It's just the truth. Yeah. So for me, I, I personally don't even really charge friends or family. Anybody who comes to me and they're asking a question, they want consulting, they want me to help them with their LLC, they want me to help them with their business plan, or what have you, I'm just like, hey, I can help you do it for free. I'm not, you aren't my, my customer base. In the beginning, when I tried to start a business, I would focus on getting my friends and family to see the vision and I would get frustrated because they couldn't see the vision. I don't know yeah. why they couldn't see the vision. I have some ideas for why they couldn't see the vision. Some people just don't want to see the vision. Um, but when you expand your thing to strangers, you expand yes. your business and you really blow it up. And then you start to look at it. It's like everybody that I do business with is a stranger. And that's what makes the podcast so great is there are people listening to us that we don't even know exist. And they're hinging on every single word that we're talking. And it's so dope. Like the podcast yeah. really just explodes it out there. Um, where I have people who DM me, and I'm like, 
I didn't even know you listened. And they're like, oh yeah, man, that story was so great. Like I learned so much. Thank you for doing this. Like that's where I think the change comes. I was, I was watching John Henry. I watch a lot of John Henry content right now. He made two points. One point was that um, you don't try to create a startup. You try to change the world. And I think that you can't just try to start a business if you want to blow something up. You have to try to change the world. The next point he made, and something that I heard when you were talking about having a hub, is he said that there are solutions that are unique to certain communities that are best provided by the people in those communities. Because he said that it, he's been able to see that it's more successful. It's not even just a theory, it's data. It's data-driven, kind of like the example where Magic Johnson had his movie theater and everything from the snack counter to how they greeted their customers to the music in the lobby was catered to that community. And an outside person can't do that. They yes. will do it. It's not going to be as effective. It'll serve the purpose. But if you really, really want to elevate that community, if you really, really want to give them that custom tailored experience product, it has to come from the people in that community. So it's great to see that you guys are doing that. Um, one thing that I also noticed is you didn't start off with the umbrella idea. You started off doing the work. You started off building Golden Key, buying properties, and then you started to see where the opportunity was. And so then you scaled up. You said, oh, we can do this. And a lot of people, what they'll do is they start here. And so they'll say, oh, we're going to have this branch, this branch, this branch, this branch. And it ends up, I think they're trying to do too much. And I get this question all the time because I'm helping people start their business and, t- and, they, and they hit me up. They have, no, they have no corporate entity, no business. And they're like, I need to have a holding company. I need to have two sub companies for my holding company. And then they have to have this, 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 this. And like, bro, like, start Golden Key, build up Golden Key, get you some properties, get a reputation, get some skills, get some connections, all that stuff, and then expand. You don't want to like, because you don't really know until yeah. you do it. And you don't even know what the need is. And you might be creating something that, that there's no need for. Yes. I agree. Man. Agree. What was your best deal? Man, that's a hard one. <laughs> I've been in a lot. Man, the market here is so great, man. Um, I think I'm in. I think one today is going to be my best deal that I'm in right now. We purchased well, it's two properties. Uh, two, I think is my best deal today. I one of them is I purchased a property in a suburb called Shaker Heights. Um, we got that property for two hundred and five thousand. Um, the property next door sold for four seventy nine, and ours have eight hundred square feet, eight hundred more square feet, and a bigger garage and bigger lot. So I'm hoping up for us to get five five twenty five. So I'm gonna be, we're going to be in the property for uh, maybe like three twenty five, three fifty at the most. Um, so I think that's going to be my greatest deal to date. And I'm going to say that because I didn't use any of my money um, because of my um, people seeing me and, uh, you know, being able to turn over properties, people started to believe in me. So I'm, I'm learning to uh, utilize that gift. So I got a loan from two investors. I, I got a loan from a company to purchase the home. And then I got a loan from two investors to renovate it. So when it's wow. said and done, I'm 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 gonna make a nice profit uh, as a contractor because I'm doing some of the work, and I'm gonna make a con uh, a profit as an investor uh, without putting any money on. It. Wow! Uh, so I think that's one of my greatest deals to date. 
Um, and then I, my goal um, was to always be um, debt free. Maybe about, about, I would say six years ago, I was gonna buy this house, 300,000, um, new development, beautiful. And I got to thinking our market was at the highest point. He was able to buy these properties for a fraction of the cost. And I was saying like, why would I buy a home for 350000 And then I calculated it over 30 years paying that mortgage interest and everything. You're probably going to be paying 800000 to 900000 when you finish paying that house off with the interest and everything. And right. just the way mortgages are set up, most people don't know that um, your first five years of payments is not going to your principal. You know, say about, about 75 to 90% is interest. So they're collecting a lot of money up front. Um, you're basically like those years. those first few years. You're basically renting from the bank. You're basically renting. You know what I'm saying? And they call you an owner. You're just a note holder. You just have an agreement. Um, right. So after thinking about all of those prospects, I I said that uh, after the, oh, after, after thinking about those prospects. Oh, oh, it's okay. Um. After thinking about after thinking about that, I came up with the thought that I just wanted to be debt free because you were able to get property so low. Um, so I didn't get that property, um, but I prayed on it and then uh, I, I got actually from the auction. So I found a nice brick home, four bedrooms, two and a half bath, and it was at the auction, starting at thirty thousand dollars. And uh, I said, Lord, this is mine. And uh, man, it was, the room was packed. I was willing to pay 45000 And when I went there, uh, packed room, and when the house came up, I was the only person to bid. I got it for $30,000, $100 over the uh, starting bid because you had to bid $100. Um, and I knew that I was on the right track. You know, sometimes I look for signs from God, and that was the right move for me to make at that time. And uh, fast forward, my goal was to. Uh, live in that home for a certain amount of time, sell that home, buy another home, and the home that I was going to purchase for the 300000 I can be there in five years. So that was my goal. Um, so now pressing forward to date, um, I purchased a property in a suburb of uh, Solon, Ohio. I got that property for two fifteen. It sits on two acres of land. Uh, I renovated it. Um, and I'm going to live in the home. So I'm selling my home that I purchased um, four years ago. Um, I put about maybe 40 in it. So I got it sold for 125 uh, and uh, buying the other home. And the other home is uh, over 4,000 square feet, five bathrooms, six bed, six bedrooms, uh, full basketball court, has a, wow. a community lake with a beach in the front of my house. Uh, it's just everything wow. that I can imagine, even more. And, nice. um, you know, when I'm finished, that property probably be worth 600000 mm -hmm. uh, So, you know, um, and if I would have made that decision to buy that home uh, five years ago, I would just be starting to pay on my principal. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, I think those two deals are the biggest deals up to date. Um, that I've experienced. Uh, I'm living in them right now. Um, so that, you, uh, so, you know, life change. 
So you, Go ahead. you said that you basically, you are allowing your real estate to purchase your properties, which allows you to not have to worry about buying them with More. debt. Yes. Yes. Nice. I think that's how a lot of people should be living. <laughs> I think we, <laughs> either you're, true freedom. Right. Right. So can you, can you, can you kind of break it down? Cause I heard you, but I kind of got lost a little bit in the details. So you okay. basically are, you're, you're buying a property that you live in. You said you bought this property. I think the one that you live in for $30,000. What the property I purchased, I live in now currently, I bought it for 30,000. I put 40,000 right. in it. I stayed in it for three and a half years. And my goal mm -hmm. was to be in a 4,000 square foot, a better home in five years. So right. uh, I'm pushing my fourth year now and I purchased another property with a loan that I'm going to pay off. So I purchased that one for 250. And when I sell my other home closing, I'm going to pay that house off. So I own it debt free. Um, so the, the goal was always to elevate without a mortgage to, to be debt free. Right. You know, you know what I think what helps you is the fact that you can do like a live in flip or you're buying, you're buying a property and you're rehabbing it. You're not buying it as a finished product. And so you get a better deal and then yes. you get to build the equity and then you get to keep the equity. Yes. Yes. And what a lot of people don't know about what your strategy is, and I'm pretty sure you know, cause you have an accountant, but if you do a live in flip, you get to take the profit tax free as long as you live there for two out of five years. I forget the yeah. specific tax code section. I think it's like 121 or 221. But whereas if you flip something, if you buy a property, you don't live there, it's just a strictly short-term investment. You're going to pay taxes on that, on the gain, unless you roll it over to a 1031. There are a lot of ways you can hide it or avoid the taxes. But what you're doing is you're really advantageous because you don't have to roll it over. Roll it right over without paying any capital gain no capital gains taxes which means you basically increase your roi yes i have a friend that's exactly what they're doing they bought this house um it's on like a big plot of land and this is this is probably the way that you can if you really want to get a nice big house this is how you hack it you don't go buy somebody's finished mansion you don't go buy somebody's finished product you buy that thing that everybody's looking over everybody's like why would you want to buy that house and then you make it great again Amen. i wrote an article about making things great <laughs> There's a lot of money in making things great again. Um, I mean, even, even in your market, which I want to talk to you a little bit about, like a lot of people are looking over Cleveland to invest in whatever is most popular in DC and Los Angeles and San Francisco. But if you aren't willing to take that step, kind of like you said earlier in the, in the shows, like you like taking something that's ugly and then making it look good. Like that's fulfilling. And actually it's fulfilling to me. It's so crazy to look at something that everybody else considered was a lost cause. And now it has new walls, new floors, new bathroom, new kitchen. Like, I feel like that there's a part ROI in that. And like feeling like you made that happen. It's like a, like a God complex sometimes like, man, like I made that happen. Like I did that. Like that's ROI in and of itself. What would you say was your biggest mistake? Um, I would say this, and I'm writing about it in my book, um, is I don't think it was a mistake. It was just a lack of understanding of how we grew up in a black community. Um, when we grew up, credit wasn't talked about. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it was more survival that was talked about than credit. 
Um, so we, I never understood the importance of how credit can change your life. So I was never a credit-driven person. I was always a cash-driven person. If I can't buy it, I can't afford it, which is a gift and a curse. Um, so when I, I reached a point in my life not utilizing credit, I, I wouldn't say that I, I, I failed, but I, I got stagnated. I couldn't cross over because I didn't, my, my business wasn't driven by credit. I, I have come to believe and understand that credit is in some form stronger than just having hard cash. Um, so that was my biggest, um, I would say that, that was the biggest heart of my business, just not being educated in credit. Um, so just previously, man, I have been working on that um, to, uh, to change that over. You know what I'm saying? And I'm starting to see the benefit of that one of them is the home i told you about where i'm not using any of my money you know and i'm making a profit um i never understood that until three years ago and i'm and i'm pushing 40. so mm -hmm. that's one of the main awarenesses that i want to teach people especially in my community the power of your name i think credit should be taught in school i think it should be a mandatory class taught in school because that's how you build your life, having a good mm -hmm. name. Um, and I think it's the I think it's it's higher than social studies because you can't walk in the bank and say I'm great at social studies and get along. But if your name good, you can walk anywhere without knowing social studies and become wealthy. So right. I think it should be put in the forefront as something mandatory, um, you know, in our household that is 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 like a pillar um, of your life. You know, um, and, um, I would say that uh, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you I have, uh, one of my uh, one of my things how you have a million dollars in state and two thousand dollars in your bank account, and the thing is no credit. And at the time of my life, that's where I was at. Because I exhausted all my cash, and when times you know in real estate, deals don't close on time, things don't move the way you want it to move. You you know you know, and you can get caught up in that. And if you don't have any leverage, you know what I'm saying, anything to back you up, man, um, you 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 can die out here, you know, in, in the business world. And that's where I was at. I, I I was stuck. I couldn't make any moves. I couldn't do any. I was down two months, man. But it was a blessing in disguise because it helped me to understand what I was doing with my business. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I don't not ashamed to say it. I didn't understand credit until I was 36 years old. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. it wasn't taught. You know what I'm saying? It no. wasn't taught and it wasn't important. Even when it was mentioned, my mind still didn't register it because my mind was always crash driven, you know? Right. Um, so that's something I had to reform myself and my thinking to understand. Now I understand it clearly. Now, I don't look to do a deal without partnerships from a bank or from another investor. I don't look to do a deal without that because I understand the power of leverage. Um, so I would say that was the most uh, pivotal thing that changed my life in business or that haunted me uh, until I understood it. So aside from credit, what would you say is your best real estate investing advice? 
to, to be successful all the time, you have to love it. And, and you know, you have to put the craft before the check. And when you learn how to put the craft before the check, you know, success is, 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 uh, is uh, I get a lot of people um, that speaks about real estate and I can listen and understand where their mind at. And I try to listen to see if I can help them or I have to wait for them to come back <laughs> to level ground. And people <laughs> only man, that is the uh, that's the chemistry for destruction. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because whatever you do, you must you must love what you're doing. You must love the finished product. Your product must speak everything for you. When you have a great product, you don't have to speak. You have a great product, you don't have to try to tell it. So if the product is number one, the money follows that. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm taking I'm taking notes because I don't want to take notes on the computer because I'll type in the ruin the audio. So I'm just typing on my phone. But a lot of gyms and I, I 100% agree with that. The idea of having a good product, doing a good rehab, giving your tenants quality. Um, when you give tenants quality, they appreciate that quality and they tend to kind of respect your business a lot more. Um, we have a property that and, I, and this one thing I tell people is like if you invest in the inner city, and all you do is take your profits and go buy Gucci with it. You're no better than anybody else who's going to come in there and gentrify your community. Like you're no better. Yeah. But if you're going to, if you are going to buy these properties and make them great, make them look good, continuously improve them over time. Like that is what we need. We need community developers, not just people who are there to get, to get that check. And I will hundred percent agree. That's yeah. why I was taking notes when you said um, you have to put the craft before the check. I think that's just that might be the the header of this episode, but such a such a very valuable point. What is your outlook on the market in Cleveland, or specifically, you know what East Cleveland? Because I hear a lot about East Cleveland, and some people are afraid of the area. Some people are love the area. What's your outlook on Cleveland and East Cleveland? Okay, my outlook on Cleveland is uh, right now. I'm trying to do business for the market change, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, uh, we have to understand in every area when it's a buyer's market or a seller's market. Um, so right now, we're still uh, in, a, in, a, in an area where we can get properties uh, at a low cost, which I'm seeing mm -hmm. changing because before I was able to get a house for 5,000, now those 5,000 houses, dollar houses are 15, which is right. still affordable, which is still a great deal but the market is changing. So I can say about another two years, the market is going to be back where it was at two to three years before the market crash. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like, if you want to get in real estate, um, I heard people say, yeah, I'm going to get into it next year. I said, it's going to be over. You need to find a way to get in there now. You know what I'm saying? No. If you don't have the capital, find somebody who has it and get them to believe in your vision um because it's not going to be here you know what i'm saying it's, it's going to change um uh, and then east cleveland um is is going to be a very sought after area it used to be a very rich community um that was predominantly owned by the rockefellers um now it just has uh it's become one of the biggest crime uh rate communities in our city but uh what i learned is wherever disaster is that's what the greatest opportunity is. 
uh, wherever you go in life. So wherever you see a lot of disaster, look for that to be where the most wealth come from. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think East Cleveland is about to be one of the number one inner city areas probably in the next five to 10 years. Um, just because of its rich community, just because where it's located at is situated in the center. Um, mm -hmm. and just, you know, they're building out. So right now, Cleveland is already building out to the edge of East Cleveland. People are buying uh, land and just holding it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, because they know what's to come. You know, so you yeah. know when new developers come in and start building, once that area is filled up, they want to continue to build out. So it's only, mm -hmm. it's only common sense for them to build out to East Cleveland. So they already mm -hmm. have reached the border of East Cleveland mm -hmm. with the build out. And that area that they have already built out, you know what I'm saying, is a big success with uh, hospitals, stores, uh, condos, and it's bringing all types of culture. And it has um, colleges down there. The museum is situated right there. So the, the area is with a lot of character and people want to be there. <laughs> you know, where, you know, yeah. um, wherever one goes, that's where everybody goes. So once, mm -hmm. and that, that's where I see East Cleveland going in about five years, it's going to be one of the areas in, 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 in Cleveland. Um, just right. because it's situated around a lot of richness. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's discovered. It's right in the center of all suburbs. It's right in the center you know, it's right down the street from all the new development. People putting millions of dollars right there. So it's only right to catch it out because it's getting filled up. Mm -hmm. So that's what I see with East Cleveland. We, we, we talked a lot, but we didn't talk about the turnkey side of your business. Okay. Um, can you kind of go into detail about um, how that looks? Okay. Um, so uh, just me. I mean, not just me, a team of guys that I've been working with, man, we developed uh, a system. So what we do is we purchase a home, we renovate that home, we put a tenant in the home, and then we sell the home based on the yield of the rent, you know, and we offer property management. Uh, we created a system where we, we do everything brand new, brand new furnaces, brand new hot water tanks update the electrical, whatever need to be to bring that property all the way back up, new kitchens. Um, and then we have a system of renovating. We use um, tile, we use the same paint, same flooring, et cetera. And what that does, it makes it easier all around. It makes it easier um, for me to sell the products. I'm not just selling a home now, I'm creating a brand. So when a person knows mm -hmm. they buy a home, they know exactly what they're getting before they purchase, which makes it easier for us um, as an investor to, uh, you know, to obtain buyers because they have a history and they know exactly what they're getting. Um, and we offer warranties. I warranty uh, all of what I do on these properties. So the person is just not buying a property and I'm getting a check and then we never see each other again. We, we create a relationship. We stand behind our work. And um, with that, it has become very successful. Um, well, we offer uh, 11 to 18% returns. Um, typically, the higher returns are in the industry of Cleveland, um, just because you have uh, you have lower taxes. Um, so you know when the taxes are lower, it, it you know it raises your return. Um, 
the suburbs, uh, the, the percentage is down, but you get a plus because even though that you uh, are giving 11% return, you're, when you purchase a property in the suburbs for 55, 60,000, that property is worth 90 to 100. So you come mm -hmm. into it with equity, you know what I'm saying? So you may begin a low return, but you just increased your equity by $40,000. And you do that five mm -hmm. or six times, you know, accumulated a quarter million dollars. So what you could pull on an umbrella loan or whatever, uh, sort of loan that you, you know, desire with that. So both of them have um, their advantage. And what we found is most investors, they like to diversify. So a lot of them like some of the high returns and then they diversify for some of the lower returns so that they can feed off another. So if they get five uh, ones with lower returns, they can uh, use the money to buy the ones with the higher returns. Lit. I like it. <clears throat> so before I let you go, um, I... One second. Sorry. Okay. Lost for a minute. One second. Yeah, there we go. I'm back. We good? Yep, we're good. We're good. Oh, okay. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. So be before I let you go, I have a few quick questions. The first question is, what is your favorite business book? Oh, man. Uh, man, you caught me off guard. But uh, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey has a book, man. And I've learned with books that I take what I do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some people may not believe in all of his uh, methods, but his mental concept of debt-free and that it equals power, man, is true. So that's where I got my thought process of um, owning my own home debt-free. And this to proceed production of his thought into my life. It was life-changing. So I, I would say uh, uh, Dave Ramsey, anything with Dave Ramsey, because that's all he speaks about. You know what I'm saying? Is how to leverage and how to become debt-free, um, um, saving strategies, you know, he has this envelope strategy where you uh, you only spend what's in the envelope. So you have entertainment, you only have $50 in there, you only can afford the movies. You know what I'm saying? Until that pot grows, you can't go out of town. So it, it, it creates, it, his, his structures create discipline in your life, uh, learning how to respect the dollar bill. Uh, so I would say he, he, he has been one of the most powerful uh, writers for me that, you know, that was life-changing. Who is somebody that you look up to and why? Oh, man. Wow. Um, man, it's crazy. I, uh, um, from a personal level or from uh, just admiring as a person or from a personal level? Because I have. I would, I, would, I, would, I would say usually I, I like it from a business perspective. Oh, a business perspective. Um. Man, I have a guy in my city, man. Um, his name is Luis Purnell. And uh, he's a financial accountant. And uh, But he does, he does like a lot for the community. And uh, we have this movement. It's called the Real Black Friday. And I met him. I was working at my church as security for like five years. And he was the financial accountant for my church. And, uh, man, when I first met him, he just had this... Um, this open in spirit, no matter what position he was in, he was always open to everybody. 
and now that he has started his own business, man, uh, I, I've watched him, uh, you know, uh, everything with uh, Black Friday is based on people donating and helping, and it's uh, based on helping the inner city. So when he doesn't meet the, the quota of the finances and everything, I watched this man take tens of thousands of dollars out of his personal account to make it work for his vision. And for me, from a personal level, standing beside him, it, it was amazing. It really motivated me in understanding the power in the, um, in the and it's almost like uh, uh, the feeling of being able to give back. You know what I'm saying? I kind of uh, put that feeling as a glimpse of heaven when you're able to give back. So for a person to be that dedicated, that's willing to take from their personal finances, put their family in jeopardy and everything for that feeling, man, I, I, I look at that man as one of the greatest people I've ever met. Um, and we're actually doing some great things this year. We're going to do a uh, thing we did a few years ago. It's called Flip This Business. So we took a we took a, a a business a restaurant that wasn't doing so well that wasn't remodeled so well we remodeled that business um, she didn't have to pay anything so we're about to do that again this year um, wow. two years ago we did a thing a bike giveaway we gave fifty bikes away on uh, Channel Three News which was a great thing so this year uh, we're going to bring back flip this business um, we're going to renovate a business I'm gonna be ahead of the construction um, so that's going to be major for my company my team and we're going to our goal this year is to give away a hundred bikes um, wow. you know, uh, so uh, I, I would say man that that is uh, he's one of the uh, one of my biggest motivators I think that one principle that I took from that whole story and one principle that I've seen in action with the business owner that I work with in Watts is that when you give back to the community, when you do things for other people, when you genuinely like sacrifice to put the community on, you yes. actually win too. You win. Like, it's it's not a zero sum. It's not like oh, your my loss is your gain. It's like my your gain is my gain. Yes. And so people have to see like when you give, it comes back to you. Oftentimes, a lot more than what you give. And we have a lot of people in these communities that are struggling because, I mean, maybe they don't have access to certain things. Maybe they don't have the capital to do certain things. And if you have the skills and the ability to help improve their situation, it's really just like an, an investment. You're just, you're, you're, you're going to get a return. You're going to get your money back and you're helping them too. So give, provide yeah. value. It, it, it really does. It's not a, it's not a loss. I want to add something real quick if I can. Um, this yeah. I wrote about that in my book, man, the cycle of being successful. And one of the pieces in it is in order for that cycle to continue to turn, giving has to be important. Um, and I kind of put it, you know, uh, which my uh, soon-to-be fiance, she uh, expresses that being a great servant is being a leader. Um, so I think that, that, that should be everyone's goal to see how to serve because becoming a servant is becoming a leader. And you can't be a leader if you're not a servant. Um, so that's just something I wanted to lead the people with. Um, that's what I'm learning to do, man, the power um, of being a servant. 
um, it, it is right. a leader. You know, it is right. what it is. It really is. I found that that's kind of even what property management is. It's like you kind of work for the tenants. Like you want to act like I'm big bad owner, but when they call, you you got to get to work. You got to start making phone calls right then and there. <laughs> so very cool. Where can people find out? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I said, where can people, where can people find out more about everything you have going on? Where can they find you on social media and where can they buy your book? Uh, my book is on um, Amazon. Uh, it's on Amazon. Uh, Real Estate Mind. You look it up, it'll pop right up. $14.99. Very affordable. Um, you can find me on social media at Golden Key Investments. Uh, you know, you can get all my information. Contact me, inbox me. I'm a very humble person, man. 24 hours, I'm going to definitely respond back to you no matter what. I'm, 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 I get excited when people uh, want to learn something that I've learned. So that excites me. So I'm very humbled and, and, and willing to assist, uh, you know, wherever I can. So um, if you're thinking about reaching out, you know, social media is one of the uh, great bases to uh, contact me. I think that's how we've been. You know, I respond right, right um, just, I'm just, that's the type of person. So social media is one of the great ways. Um, I have a, I have a uh, website, it's real estate mind. Um, real estate, what is it? It's real estate mind.com, I believe, but it's on my social media. I don't have it right in front of me, but if you go to my social media and get everything, how to get my book off my website or, you know, just go directly to Amazon, which I think is the easy way because the link clicks you right to Amazon or my website. Um, so that's the best way to get in contact, man, and reach out, and I'll get back to you. It's very cool. Very cool. So this has been another episode of the Millionaire Podcast, episode number 94. We're not bringing on new members to the uh, investment club. However, we are looking for people to help us run this machine. So we're looking for more admin. We're looking for more people who have investment abilities and skills that can help us pick the right stocks. Also looking for somebody to help us find more deals in our market. So if you are a wholesaler, if you are somebody who just has free time and wants to make some phone calls for us, if you're somebody who has some free time and wants to send out some letters for us, we want to work with you. Email us at propertymanagement@capitaltod.com. We'd like to bring you on and uh, talk to you about our vision for this organization and how we're going to grow and scale it. Um, also, you can check out our website, www.capitaltod.com. That's where most everything is. We also have a store. That store is gumroad.com backslash Capital. So we have everything from the long distance real estate course to the stock market investing one-on-one course, which is 50% off right now. Also, if you click the link in the show notes, you'll have access to Terry's trade, uh, with traveling trade with Terry, which still should be 25% off with the code. So take advantage of that. Also, we do have the medical marijuana or we have the marijuana investment class, which I want to say is a 10% off discount. We'll have the link in the show notes there. I think what's really cool is we're building out this platform of investor education. So we have 101, we have the advanced trading, and also have the marijuana trading class. So we're doing really, really cool stuff, educating and informing the community, we're going to continue to build more products into this organization. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have. This is episode number 94, a powerful episode. I hope you guys took a lot from it. Uh, comment what you guys learned from the episode. Um, I'm sure that it just it just helps. Any, any, any feedback we get, it all helps. My name is Charles Oglesby, also known as Todd Millionaire, signing off.
thank you to everyone that listened all the way to the end of this podcast. I want to take a few seconds to tell you guys about the Thai Capital Store at the Thai Capital Store, which can be found at gumroad.com slash Capital. We have a listing for the course, Long Distance Real Estate Investing Webinar. If you're interested in getting your LLC formed, we also have that there. We also have my book, Investing 101. You can find that on the website. And then if you're interested in the consulting, a lot of people are asking, how do I get consulting? Where's the link for consulting? That's going to be at gumroad.com slash Capital. And we also have two t-shirts on there, uh, the Tide Capital T and then the Come to Tide Capital T. I mean, one of the ways you can support the show is by investing in some of the merchandise that we're creating, whether it's the Tide Capital t-shirts, whether it's the courses, whether it's consulting, everything that you guys invest into this, we're just going to reinvest back into making this podcast, making this company a lot better for you guys. So thank you all for tuning in. As always, we appreciate you. Leave a like, subscribe, share, review. And you can find that store at www.gumroad.com slash Capital.